Hey, all you cool cats and pod babies. Yeah, Eric and Donnie here at Own Go Pod Podcast. Today is April 4th. It's a Saturday, 2020, here uh, in the time of the Rona or COVID-19. Donnie and I have a special uh, show for you all. We've got no prep planned. It's been months since our last show. Soccer and sports, we know it, are dead and gone. And we thought, what better time than to uh, resume our sports soccer podcast? But first... To the byline. It's in, it's in our goal! It's a gift! Well, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. It almost hits his heel. It goes straight into the bottom of the corner. Bottom corner of the net. Gets ahead of the ball. It's the inside of his car. Got no Welcome back to Own Goal Podcast. As Eric said, um, it is a weird time. It is a really weird time. You know, when Eric was saying the date there in the intro, as I was biting myself to prevent from laughing from that, uh, I just thought, why even say the date? Days don't mean anything anymore. (laughs) There is no difference from a fucking Tuesday to a motherfucking Saturday. Saturday night, I wouldn't know it. When I reflect on what, like, I did today, I just, it makes me feel a, a special way. Not good. I, w- I would like to, to point this out to all of our, our dear three listeners that uh, Donnie's on his, what, third or fourth uh, day, wor- second day working from home? You got the order on Friday? Yeah. My last so, day in the office so, was Thursday. So a lot of us, most of us perhaps, have been confined to our homes for the most part for the last three weeks last month donnie is just the tip of the iceberg okay i know that i still get to go to the office but that's it i don't get to go out i don't get to see my friends the highlight of my day the highlight of my day was taking a seven mile fucking walk that was the highlight (laughs) (laughs) and it was freezing Um, roll the highlight of my day was uh getting to sit down and talk to you and all of our dear pod babies this is like the evening Oh, we're going to be me. Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot you're a lawyer. Um, well, <laughs> what I was more getting at is the stir craziness. There's just more to come. And and I, not being able to see friends, that hurts. But, like, going out, I'm, maybe, maybe, I'm just, maybe I'm just a weird guy, but I kind of feel like I'm thriving right now. Like, this is what I was bred for. Some people, I was thinking about you and JP specifically. JP even more so, truly. JP even more so, but some people are are their personality. They're wired in a way to handle this a little bit better than other people. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying. And I mean, I think that, that means it doesn't like also, suck by any means. Like I no, still think yeah, you prefer like, things to I, be normal. I would one thousand percent prefer. Yeah. And like, and that's not what I'm. Trying it's to say. also it's also you know it, it's very I'm very fortunate that like I'm not in an in industry that's been shut down. Right, like Dude. there are. Kelly's uh one of Kelly's friends um boyfriends lost he like, he's a he's a chemical engineer it's like he has like a pretty sophisticated job and he lost his job because the g- price of gas yeah. is falling you know oil barrels have fallen so much it sucks and dear listeners uh if any of you decide to check out this episode and you haven't figured it out yet we don't have much soccer to talk about I'm sure some sort of the soccer world will weave in now these conversations but this is going to be some very personal intimate conversation <laughs> that we'd love for you guys to listen to or not to listen to um that's up to you yeah but please do listen to if you if you've gotten this far <laughs> you might as well keep going because you have nothing else better to do that's the sick truth of it you have nothing the else on- better to do the only problem though is since this happened, my podcast consumption has gone way down. Because now when I'm working from home, and Emma's working from home, you know, we're like six feet apart, you know, I'm at the the makeshift standing desk. You don't have to the... socially distance, like, within your own household. You know that, right? I mean, I think you're taking that a little bit too far. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's like, a, that's a rule Emma's had since well before this shit ever hit the fan. Uh, you, you can know? just never be within six feet I of th- her. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just for her sanity, and it's you know what? I, I, a lot of times I would like to be six feet away from myself, so I get it. Yeah, fair. fair. But um, but I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, you're uh, talking about your podcast consumption's gone down. Yeah. So like, but you know, so normally in the office when like I have busy work that I can just kind of shut myself down and, and just work through. I, I throw in you know a podcast. Uh, but now it's just I'm just like you know chat with Emma. 
or talk to Emma. Um, so I don't I don't have the the commute or the the quiet time to just. You gotta take those fucking sunglasses <laughs> off. You look good. You look like a fre- freshman year Donnie the douchebag. Oh, R.I.P. Before I ate him and then threw him back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you doused him in cane sauce first and then oof, you ate him. I've had canes in years. <laughs> like, actually, in like four or five years. I'm scared what it would lead to. <laughs> it's like a, a new girl when uh, when Schmidt is like like uh, having a, a personal crisis and he's just eating a pure block of cheese. And like a wheel of cheddar, he's just like diving into it. So, so uh, just give a little backstory for some people who may not know this, but <laughs> have, have you ever heard of the freshman 15? Because I'd like to introduce you to the college 100. And here's what I mean. When I graduated high school, I was a buck 30 soaking wet. And and I think the one thing that, is, that needs to be clear is when I first met this man the week before college started, he looked he looked so skinny I thought he was sick. He looked sick yeah. sickly skinny. I was just super, super thin. Very sickly skinny, I'd agree. And then in college I gained a hundred pounds and Kane definitely Kane's definitely contributed to it in a large way because we found a loophole in this promotion they had that basically you spend six bucks and you get forty bucks of food back. For all of you that have been watching McMillions uh, recently, just wait for the for the, the, the Kaniac bandit. More like the Kaniac cuck. <laughs> And uh, so I gained a hundred pounds in um, throughout the four years. Like the first like year, I probably gained like a healthy amount of weight. And second year was fine. It was the third and fourth year that I really was getting big. And by the fourth, by that fucking when I look at my picture of the college graduation, I was a balloon. Um, and then in law school, the first like after we graduated and within the first year of law school, I dropped um, sixty pounds. And then I was like at a pretty good weight. And then I've yo-yoed a little bit, but I've never gotten anywhere near as bad on either extreme. Yeah, whereas uh, January 1st of this year, I hit my highest ever on the scale. And uh, that was not from adding muscle, I will tell you that much. So but um, you, you've, been, you've been working, though. You've yeah. been working hard. You've been watching what you eat. I, I will say this on the weight thing. I am one and a half pounds away from being under 190 pounds in the first time in a while. Like, to see the nice. 1.8. To see that when I get that 1.8, 9.9, I'll be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was I was making it to the gym, uh, so I fallen fallen off of my gym gym regiment. Uh, but you had a Peloton, latter half the, the latter half of last year, and then I stood on the scale on the, the first, and was like, oh fuck this, and so I started getting back into the gym, and now gyms are closed. So waiting for that Peloton delivery because I just I fucking hate running outside. Like I need the treadmill because I can I can easily tell and see I'm almost over I'm almost over this is almost done I fucking hate this it's almost done I I, I don't like working out I, I I just it sucks I hate it but gotta I, do it I and... don't love working out either but I love the like end result of dieting I love and, and like I I like the way I feel when it's done yeah I just hate I just hate how I feel while and it's, honestly it's just it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, that's when I try to lose the podcast. So, what I've been doing with the gym being out is I bought a bunch of these like resistance bands that I can set up and like do like like I mean obviously it's not as good as having a gym, but it's like I can still work out all the muscle groups with that. And then like I just walk or run in the mornings or like some mornings if I don't have as much time, I will literally go to like one of the corners of the apartment, start at the first floor, run all the way up to the seventh floor on the stairs. Oh, nice. Yeah. And like that stuff's killer. And then like a, 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 make, a makeshift stadium run right there. Yeah, exactly. So I've been doing some of that stuff. And then Kelly and I, there's a tennis court like a mile from our place. And we just, You're still hop, playing tennis? We just hop in the fence and playing. I was kind of thinking and like, I, I don't it, know. It's, if... it's because it's just the, literally just the two of us are on the court. Like well, we live I, together. I, I was, I was kind of thinking like, do you think I'd get a ticket? arrested or a warning if i just like grabbed my golf clubs and walked 18 holes and played golf by myself is the golf club closed uh, well it's a public course and everything's closed but like not in uh, golf clubs golf courses are open in rhode island yeah but uh, but like <laughs> and in florida too but that's because florida's a fucking didn't florida like have the beaches open until like yesterday Dude. <laughs> so bad some of those interviews oh my god i you know, it's just, 
Fuck it. <laughs> but I don't know. It would be fun to like go play some golf. But we uh, we adopted a puppy, and I thought this would be great. I'll go and wake up. I'll wake up in the morning to take the puppy on a run. Well, it turns out you can't extra. You can't take a. You can't run a dog until it's like eight months old because it will fuck up its its joints and 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 mess up its ability to grow. So it hasn't been the uh, the workout incentive I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm glad you chose not. I'm glad you chose not to abuse the animal. Instead, he just pisses everywhere. He's cute though. Huh. Yeah. But um, we've been we've been playing a little soccer uh, with one of his balls. I do a little dribbling, keep away, and I'm really bad at it. It's actually helped me improve my dribbling skills, which <laughs> I desperately need. Oh. And uh, how long have, how long have we been recording, Donnie? Uh, we have been recording for. I really have no idea how to tell you that. I... Okay, well, we've been recording for, like, I don't know, at least five, ten minutes, and uh, that's our first soccer match of the night. Yeah. Um, we've been playing a lot of pocket soccer on Snapchat. <laughs> Honestly, guys, you know, a lot of the stupid games that Snapchat does are pretty shitty. Uh, there have been a few good ones in the past. The, the, the old line runner where you would like hold to draw the line and it would drop and you'd see if you made it far enough and then like you could beat. I love that one that took it away. Pocket soccer has been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's definitely been like, one of my favorite quarantine activities. <laughs> and then Kelly will walk, I'll hit a bad shot and Kelly will like walk, sitting there being like, oh, that wasn't very good, was it? And I was like, yeah, fucking no, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if, anybody, if anybody wants to hit me up on Pocket Soccer, it's on Snapchat. It's egates84. <laughs> even if i don't know you if you listen to this podcast let's fucking let, let, let's do it yes please please subscribe for uh, to gates's <laughs> premium snapchat account for a small fee of 4.99 a month also you can oh, find us at ownpodcast.onlyfans.com <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> should we talk a little soccer yeah man what's uh i guess you know what's the the first story that comes to mind right now for you i think the first story that comes to mind is that with the league can't with the leagues canceled and all this all these like you know the dates of everything getting pushed like every few weeks it seems like things are gonna get pushed back further and further like what do you do about like this season what do you do about where everyone is at the table what well, do you what do you do about I, that logistically i think it's interesting I think it's interesting, and like this, honestly goes beyond beyond just soccer. It's that's a, that's a question for sports in general, yeah. right? Like, I think for um, competitions that are not annual competitions, so you know, are uh, i.e. Olympics in the Euro. I think it makes sense just just delay the year, right? Yeah. Like I, I think that that works, but for everything else that's like an annual league comp or an annual cup competition. It, it's hard, but and in, in like, I think you just you just you just null and void the season. I really do because even if you're able to come back in July or August and then delay or shrink the following season to like have it like compensate um, after having four months off, five months off in the middle of a competition, are you even competing in the same season? You're not, you know? Dude, Luke Shaw it, it, has put on, like, at least 60 pounds since those games. <laughs> Do you know how fat some guys are right now? Uh, yeah, oh. But, but so, so and, like, I, I kind of say this regretting it because, you know, going to the one sport that actually gives me joy, you know, the hockey with Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, we were one of the one of not the hottest teams uh, in the league in the second half of the year, and you know really excited for that playoff run because we had to make up for last year's sweep. But I just I think you got to null and void the season. You just like it it just it's dead and gone. And with American sports, it's easier to do that because there's no carryover uh, ties into other competitions and stuff. It, yeah, and the only thing no, that it gets affected no, is drafts. And there's no promotion relegation, so like I get that. Um, what would you think about, no, you can't, I don't know. You null and void it and you start next season the same as last season. But what if you restructure the financial benefits? So you know how you get so much more 
um, for Champions League berths than if you just miss out. Or yeah. obviously, there's a windfall if you make it if you're promoted versus the the financial crisis if you're relegated. There's there's people way smarter than us. We're you know, a special COVID-19 situation, they can probably restructure the payout where nobody gets the massive windfall, but people's, you know, people in, in the, the championship are maybe subsidized a little bit I, so I that they are stimu- stimulated. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's what I would do. Now, obviously I have no vested interest in no financial interest in, in any of this. So I'm just trying to think of what's right for everybody but the people in the conversations are only thinking about what's right for them yeah i think that's what i think all one thing i will say is in terms of i think that's a good point on the financials in terms of what you do about like the top tier leagues in the like i think the top five leagues have to be consistent in what they do like i think in terms of like if they're gonna like you can't. I, I just don't think you can you know, have. It pains lo- me that you're that you're. It just it just it just really pains me that you're looping and lumping the French league eh, in with the actual quality leagues of Europe. You mean the Uber Eats league? <laughs> the, 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 the okay. Dude, what the top four of their sponsorship. The, 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 <laughs> honestly, the only reason the only reason is because Mbappe's there, and, and I'll care enough Mbappe. as long as Mbappe's there. Well, I also care enough as long as Neymar and Cavani are on the same team because, like, I'm just waiting for the day where Neymar just rips out a, a, a fucking broadsword and just Ned Stark's his ass. Neymar's going to need a lot more if, than a broadsword to take on Cavani. If uh, if any of you guys have not listened to, like, the, our very first episodes of this podcast, that statement makes no sense to you, and I'm actually... I, I hope that's the majority. And that would be a this would be a perfect opportunity to go back and live sports vicariously <laughs> through early episodes of the pod. Yeah, you can um you can actually uh, through I think Amazon you can go and watch every goal scored in the last couple of World Cups. So what you should do is go and watch every goal scored in the twenty sixteen well, World on. Cup. You, 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 you have missed twenty eighteen World Cup. You need to buy a massive bottle of lube first. And just <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no. I disagree. Uh, so go and go and watch the the 2018 World Cup. Listen to our pod, the, the, at least the goals. Listen to our podcast because that was the record for own goal scored, and so it's perfect for own goal pod. And then get the lube ready for, for when you watch the goals from the 2010 World Cup, and just watch Diego Forlan bomb fucking rockets. Dude, that's when he became the long bomber. And then you've got Aaron Robin and his great his great year, Wesley Schneider. Those are some great goals scored in that like, 2010 World Cup. I remember. Doug, do you remember that like that what that Puyol header? I think it was against Germany. Puyol <laughs> fucking caught, hated Puyol. Caught the ball in his hair. In his hair. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, 2010. That was honestly that like I liked that World Cup minus the fucking boo-boos. I was watching the games on TV. And just oh my God. <laughs> Where are the bees? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the bees. Um, but I think that it, actions need to be consistent across the major leagues. It's just it would be weird for one league to award champion to say there was a champion, and then all the other leagues to say no. Like you, it just but here's the thing. It doesn't look right. I don't care because you know what? Like, tell tell me if I'm wrong, but if the Premier League decides that they're going to award. Even if every every top league decides, if every single league decides they're going to reward the first place team the championship, you're never going to let Liverpool live down that asterisk. I know you. Never. I know, and, and like not even not even other non Man United fans will not let Liverpool live down the asterisk. Like we all know, Liverpool was going to win the title. Undis- undisputedly. Not yeah. There's not a fucking chance. So like, but they like, but they didn't. It, but they didn't. So like, I don't really care. If if uh, you know Bayern Munich aren't crowned the Bundesliga title, uh, but you know Liverpool are crowned the Premier League title because like at the end of the day, the title that doesn't have any future consequences, and that's where where I think the the due consideration needs to be is is how do we move forward from this? Not how do we reflect on this for the record books. Because 
because this is already something in the record books. Like, no matter what happens, every this season for every sport is a fucking asterisk. Like, instead of instead of the like the the name of the the champion or the name of whatever would be in the record books and then a small asterisk it's just a fucking giant asterisk and then down in the footnotes is is the names of the fucking teams or whatever right? yeah. it, it, everything's everything's flipped it does not matter yeah no you're right don is right. don is checking his watch and she tells me i'm going way too deep on this <laughs> oh, it, it it just did the little vibration i was worried somebody had told me something important but the only person i talk the only people i talk to are asleep and you so <laughs> um yeah we'll just we'll just see what they do i mean i think what i would do is like i think if you can figure out a way to help mitigate the damage for the teams that are really the teams that should have been promoted from the championship or might have been kind of give them a little dude yeah i i know i know he's not listening i know olan's not listening uh, but we went to college, and, and one of our fraternity brothers was a big and is a big Leeds fan. Massive. Always talking, fan. always talking about this year is going to be our year to get promoted. This is the year, and you know, last year they lost in the the I think the first round of the playoff, the promotion playoff, and you know they just have not have never not been promoted in, in years, and now they were in first, a couple points clear, and you know they were uh, a couple games clear of automatic promotion. That's brutal. But like, also, how do you how do you relegate a team, right? If somebody is right, not math, ma- if somebody is so, not if somebody right now, if somebody right now is mathematically eliminated from staying up, I think they should be relegated, right? Like, if if and I don't think that I don't think that is the case of in any of the at least any of the top leagues. But hypothetically, if some team were mathematically eliminated from being able to stay up they should get relegated 100 because, if, if, because if, if a team also other way around too if a team mathematically was the well, champion or mathematically locked a place in to europe they should be given and i think liverpool at least mathematically locked a place into europe so they should yeah, get the championship like, next season no matter no matter what happens with the champ like well the only thing that would be very interesting is if like and there's no way you can do this but uefa is still not canceling the champions league and so if it gets, keeps getting deferred, Liverpool just got kicked out of the Champions League, and then they, they their pursuit for the title got put on hold. They're having a rough time. Um, but what's the, what's UEFA's plan? Resume the Champions League in August, and then like defer the start of the next year's Champions League until I, I, it, just, it doesn't make sense. You're gonna you, we're can't, gonna see, you can't play the Champions League late next season because of the Euro. Yeah, we're gonna see. I think injuries at an accelerated rate next year not only are people not training and you know not able to stay as fit right now but you're gonna have so many games played and i think that that kind of segues us into something that we've texted about briefly earlier this week but uh there were images of of shaka uh resuming some training and they made sure to point out that it was all social distant and there's just some passing some shooting and they were all staying six feet away from each other. But, like, first off, I guarantee you they were not all staying six feet away from everybody all at the same time. And, yes, it was outdoors. And, like, I get that life needs to resume. But I don't like the – as role models, I don't like the, the image that sends to the young people that we need more than ever to fucking put their bullshit aside. I don't know. Yeah, I mean – on the one hand, I get what you mean about, like, you know, kids do look up to athletes. On the other hand, I also think of Charles Barkley when he says, I'm not a role model. Yeah. But, but I think... But you, you don't get to decide if you're a role model or not. I agree. That's a fair point. It... I don't know. I'd... Here's, here's my question for you, Donnie. When, if you were, if you had to bet on this, if, if you were a betting man, which I know you are, and uh, I never, I didn't get to go to my Vegas trip, so I'm, I'm very, very upset, and I have a, a betting extra scratch. What is the earliest date that Shaka is playing their next game? The earliest date, in my opinion, would be like mid to late July. Earliest, okay. earliest date. Like I'm talking about and, a friendly. Like maybe a preseason friendly. And so here is my here is my point. 
what the fuck benefit are they getting from a, a, a like a limited socially distanced train on the the fir- on the first of April for for that non-competitive friendly in July. I can give you one benefit of why they're training. I'm not going to say that it's related to that um, mm-hmm. to, to that friendly. I, I won't go that far. I don't think there's any benefit in training today for that friendly in July. I can see that. Mental health, in my opinion, would be one benefit of, get, of having a glimpse of your normal life back. Because I really, I really do think this. I think the longer this goes on, at a certain point, a lot of people are going to have some mental health issues. Breaks, they're going to be... Yeah prop up and breakdowns and you know but, unfortunately i don't think there i think there's gonna be more than one corona related suicide i i think you have a fair you make a fair point and my rebuttal would be this is going to keep going longer and longer if we're not taking the strictest most reasonable measures that we can right so i have and, a feeling so on that note i have a feeling one all of those guys would had no symptoms and i know the virus has its you know third of 30 to 14 day window two as we've seen with the nba and the in other sports league in america it seems to be very different with how quickly you can get a test and a result for coronavirus <laughs> if you're a red slash a professional a athlete versus one of us so i also have a feeling that probably a lot of those guys were probably tested and germany well, seems also, like a place that has like germany, a no, germany has incredible testing because they've been taking the concerns of a, of a pandemic seriously for the last you know three years where we haven't been but that's i guess this is not a politics podcast it is not uh for that you can subscribe to own goal politics <laughs> uh but own so poll, own poll politics own poll i like that um but so i think if you think about like the fact that like <laughs> gates is rocking his his uh west wing shirt right now yeah um but so i think like probably most of those guys were tested no you've you've got a good point i i'm I'm, I'm thinking of i'm thinking of this in the with the lens of the state of things here you know in texas and the states and germany is in a better place than we are right now and that's a good point i i still you know i i guess I i don't like the the precedent it sets for people that are not in the same scenario or predisposed to take all the measures listen people age 16 to 23 are up there and including my own brother 16 to to 30 there are people our age and older that are also being stupid people yeah people are being stupid and you know at the very very beginning i was like when they canceled the saint patty's day parade but like there was no stay-at-home shelter like I went out and went to a bar and same like that Saturday and had some drinks. Some some of our friends didn't. There was no children in place. Yeah, I did. I did that. Um, I do, I'm not gonna say it was a mistake because nobody I know has contracted the disease. But I'm saying is that like you sometimes you're gonna slip up. Sometimes you're gonna make a mistake. But again, that was almost four weeks ago. Quickly in the days after that, my perspective on things really changed. As more coverage came out, as people started to take it more and more seriously, it did change my perspective. And it is the the more we can all, you know, my I think my mom was telling me like in New Zealand they put these like hard row measures on place where it's like if something it's still, like you can go, don't go to the grocery store, get it delivered. If something comes to your house, like you have to be able to wipe it down or do this. They had yeah. these, but they only they had these super strict measurements for like two weeks, and then they kind of went back to normal. Like everything was like psychotic strict for just two weeks, and then everything can go back to normal. Part of me wonders, like one, we saw what was happening in China, and this isn't like nineteen eight oh eight. Like you can travel around the world in like a day. You can hit like seven countries, <laughs> like a different continents in like thirty hours or less. So one, how yeah. do we not know this was going to come? But two. I wonder if we had done something like extremely like strict for like two weeks, like super hard, super strict, just for two weeks. That that probably would have really well calmed things down if you think about it. The problem is we weren't prepped to even be able to like those those super stringent measures need to be coupled with extreme preparation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I really don't want to get into this kind of conversation. No, and um, all I get into it to say is that, like, at this point, like I said, try to stay at home. No one has said you can't go out and take a walk or go for a run. I, Dr. Fauci, the guy himself, I heard him say, like, that you, someone jogging by you when you're jogging, it's like not, or, yeah. it's not enough time. Or like, you know, hop on, hop on a bike and, and hop, go ride around the city. There's actually, honestly, never been a better time. Just don't. Yeah. Just like don't bike, don't 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 consistently bike within two feet of somebody else, and don't interact with people that you don't live with to as like as much as you can help it. And you know, if you if you can stay home, stay home. Don't you know? And if you're not feeling good, stay home. Yeah. Um. So, Donald, Casey, what do you want to talk about? Uh, hey, listen, it's hurting. Every- we talked about like the financial stuff and people losing their jobs, and obviously, that sucks, man. That is sucks to like. And, you know, that just sucks. Where this kind of yeah, and where where it kind of bleeds into the soccer world is there are a lot of not on athlete staff as a part of all these organizations, and like these ass these you know. Their impact on the organization and the teams is large um, from the people that help game day, right? Help help man the stadiums, run the stadiums. To also the people that, that just uh, are back scene, back office, behind the scenes uh, for training and just for normal. What staff about what about the people that, in the kitchen, the cafeteria, who yeah, make but, the people yeah. all their meals and you know, running um, a sports organization takes so many people who you you never see on the sideline or on the field and who you, you don't know, you kind of blow by when you walk into the stadium, but the, the, the sports industry, sports going to like, employ so many people. These teams these teams can't afford to cut their athletes because when things come back, they need their athletes to play. But that might not be the case for all these, you know, non, non-player members of the organizations. Yeah. Uh, which has been kind of interesting to see what, you know, teams like Barcelona, Barcelona and Juventus have done. Yeah, they've had players. Uh, Juventus cut salaries, including Cristiano Ronaldo, up to thirty percent. Barcelona up to seventy percent. Barcelona's board, though. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So the players that. Oh, and then also real quick before you, before that, and then Messi and Ronaldo both have each donated well over a million dollars to various hospitals and stuff like that. So thank you for doing that, guys. That was cool of you. And I think I think it was was it Jordan Henderson was putting together a coalition of Premier League captains who are all starting a, a COVID nineteen fundraising effort too. Uh, I think he was trying getting all twenty captains on board, and then they were going to funnel it out from there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Everton's done a Everton's done a lot of work partnering with the uh, Liverpool like food banks in Liverpool and and providing a lot of funding there. And I think uh, routing some of their their game their their non non soccer staff to help with the food banks and stuff, so that they could still be you know doing stuff while while not necessarily getting let go but maybe reduced wages and stuff so there's a lot of, lot of cool stuff there but barcelona reduces their player salaries by 70 percent, and then you know uh messi into the media chirps back about uh the board have at least as of earlier this week had yet to take any pay cuts themselves they were still you know taking full 100 percent of their uh yeah. Of their profits. And what what do they think they deserve to get paid for? Like, congratulations, you got Messi. You got a generational talent who happens to be on your team. Like, <laughs> y'all's coach is a freaking joke. Messi freaking despises the guy, and you guys are still going to win games because anytime you guys are in trouble, Messi will just score three goals. Yeah. So, like, what, uh, what have you done doesn't... besides getting an unlimited credit extension from your banks because of the political tension in your country? Like, Oh, that's also why I think Barcelona had to cut their wages so much more because obviously the banks have to worry a little bit too with the yeah. economy selling. So I bet their their credit, their unlimited credit, probably got a little stifled from those Catalonian banks. Well, I was also reading that this is uh, jeopardizing a lot of the uh, short term moves that some teams have made. So the Juventus purchase of Ronaldo, uh, Milan bringing back Ibrahimovic, these short contract high high wage salaries 
uh, are making these teams look at how they can kind of offload these burdens on their books. Uh, so it would be interesting to see how this kind of shakes out. But, you know, I don't think Zlatan will be back at Milan next season, which I don't know if that means the continuation of this season or at the start of the next season. Like, who the fuck knows what this even means? But yeah. it'll be really, really, really curious to see. Speaking of Ronaldo, an uh, article from Forbes was talking about how he has a very, very good chance of being the first soccer player to be a billionaire, which is crazy. And very, there's a, like, while playing, I only know, like, while competing in their sport, the only other two athlete billionaires I know are Tiger Woods and Floyd Mayweather. And Michael Jordan was the first athlete billionaire, but it was after, like, he achieved that yeah, status after he was, he was playing. With, 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 yeah, obviously the money he made as an athlete helped him, but his business savvy afterwards, yeah. he was able to take that, that money and turn it into, yeah. Um, but that is nuts. And then I really thought about it, right? And I know that he gets like nine. I wonder what the I wonder what the breakdown is between uh, like his soccer wages versus his ad ad wages and like influencer wages. 30, 70, 25, 75, I'd say. So here's what I was thinking, right? He makes like a little bit over 900K for an Instagram post, for an Instagram ad. Holy shit. So if you make a hundred of those, we'll just, let's just call it a million just for easy math, right? That's a hundred million. You make a, if you do a thousand of those, that's. Oh, a, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> the more you do it, the less valuable it is. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just saying, saying th- there is a finite number of Instagram ads that Ronaldo does that gets him there. Yes, there's a point where you reach diminishing returns, but <laughs> you can also argue that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but see, at the same time, we have, though, we have never reached the capitalism portion of today's episode. But at the same time, though, he is still the most followed human being on social media. So it's like yeah, it's incredible. It is. It was, it's just a cross section of the most popular sport in the world, being one of the top athletes in the most popular sport in the world, and being super hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what all it is. And then there's like I think like a a fame or popularity like a multiplier, right? So because everybody is watching him, other people are now having to watch him too. Yeah. There, I'm sure there are people who have maybe watched a combined seven minutes of soccer in their entire lives, but they know who Cristiano Ronaldo is. And they probably thought they were watching something else too. They're like, I didn't realize the football. I didn't realize. Wait, where's the quarterback? <laughs> They were watching something else. That was good. I got me. Um, so yeah, that is the capitalism portion of the podcast. Uh, what do you? Uh, so what, what, I guess you know. Take the. We, we've gone uh, like a whole five minutes of talking soccer, which you know, honestly is more than we feel like <laughs> expected. What have uh, What have you been doing to kind of cope with uh with our new world order you know i've uh i told you what i do for working out that like takes up half takes a while to walk 10 miles that's fair Um, yeah i used to i used to do that for a job i'd walk 13 miles a day knocking on doors those were, the... <laughs> yeah. Those were not the days. Um, but I mean, you know, you watch, you watch, you do your binge watching of Tiger King. Should we talk a little bit about Tiger King? I want to talk about yeah. Tiger King. That's what, really that's what I want to talk about. All right, all right. So Donnie, we have a couple main characters I want to name off. And then what I want you to do is to tell me their Premier League, or not even Premier League, tell me their top four, because fuck the, uh, the Uber Eats League, uh, their top four team equivalent. Okay. So let's, let's just fucking go off. Let's start, let's start with, with the namesake. Joe uh, Maldonado Passage, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic? Yeah. Real Madrid. Okay, what's your what's your? So, I just because when I think of Real Madrid, I think of Florentino Perez. They're un, they're unseparate. And when I think of a very eccentric, unhinged person who collects exotic creatures, aka collects Galacticos, 
<laughs> <That's> <laughs> fair, Tarantino for, like where it's just like what he does and it's like a lot of people frown on what Perez does of how he's like inf- how he's inflated the cost of players with the big Ronaldo yeah. purchase and the Galacticos and he builds these super teams and you know he doesn't do it the right you know like the right way for example and this is going to get me to my Carol Baskins character which would be Barcelona well, 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 I need to give you my 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 oh oh, oh sorry these two came hand in yeah. hand for me <laughs> so I just wanted to give these two, and then I'll go back okay, for you. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's so fine. Barcelona is Carol because <laughs> they act to be better. Oh, like we have our youth system, like La Messia, our academy, and stuff like that. But like Barcelona doesn't like live life with clean hands either. So it's like to me, it's like like Real Madrid and Barcelona are like the two, like the Carol and the. Uh... <laughs> that's really good. That really goes together too. So my. My Joe Exotic, and this pains me, this absolutely guts me. It's AC Milan, dude. <laughs> Let me, I have two Joe Exotic quotes that one of them you'll definitely definitely agree with me on. It's um, financial. <laughs> so, so, so uh, for those of you that haven't seen this this uh, documentary, stop listening. Go watch and then come back and listen. Um, oh, also, scene, if, if you spo- haven't spoilers. seen this, if you haven't, hold on, I gotta say this. If you haven't fucking seen this documentary yet, <laughs> what in the fuck? Because you've had nothing better to do. You have had <laughs> nothing better to do. So we're gonna go into some spoilers now, uh, and and from here on out, we may we may just go on a, a tangent after tangent of pop culture. So if you hear us bring up a title, spoiler warning for that title. Um, after the the I think it was Saf or Safi the the one of the lady female employees at the what's it called the fucking zoo uh, gets her like arm oh, bitten actually, off. Actually, I think I think she prefers to be referred as they like, or he or I don't uh, know I don't know okay. her pronouns so just maybe refer to her by her name. I just, I just can't remember this person's name, but the person that got their arm cut off uh, or bit bit off and then amputated. Uh, so Joe Exotic comes back into the gift shop and makes an announcement to everybody and that that this happened. And then he looks at the camera and he goes, I will never financially recover from this. That is AC Milan right fucking there. That, that, that's it. But then I also have another one. Um, he's talking to people, this is before this, about uh, a tour they're going to go on. And he says to you, I can guarantee you some of you will be urinated on. And that's what it feels like being an AC Milan fan is that someone is just pissing on you. <laughs> it's not, maybe, okay, it's that bad recently. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's, it's Wait, okay. I got to tell you this story of my dad that my dad told me. It, it, it's literally related to a ti- being pissed on by a tiger. So, like, my dad told me this story of when he was in Vegas one time and like, there was like like a white tiger cage or something, and he was like very close to the white tiger. I don't really – he was very like obscure about these details, whatever. And he was like, you know, my dad's like, I was lo- I was locked in eyes with the with this like magnificent creature. Like he, it was like this tiger was just staring into my soul, and I was like staring into the tiger's soul. Apparently my dad and the tiger had a moment, right? And my dad goes – and then all of a sudden – I just felt a very strong current just hitting me in the chest. <laughs> the tiger was peeing on my dad. So my dad was like, I was like, I was in shock. So he literally said, I just walked to the next, like, nearest hotel, this strip, just went outside to the pool and just took off my shirt and went into the pool. Oh my God. That's incredible. <laughs> so when I saw that in the documentary, I was like, holy shit, it's like my dad getting pissed off by the tiger. All right. Uh, so who's, so the, you who's, to, who's your Carol Baskins then? I think you've you got it right with uh, Barcelona. So the big thing about Carol Baskins is she would hundred percent murder her husband and mm-hmm. fed him to the tigers. One thousand percent. And like that's shady. That's shady shit. And like I know, I know Barcelona's all you know high and mighty, but they've got some fucking lucky bullshit with their you know, financial benefactors and all that shit. Uh, and then there's also the fact that, like, Carol Bastions is a fucking hypocrite. I mean, they had how many tigers and, like, hyenas or, or fucking mountain lions or something. What about, like, as, her intern, uh, like, slave labor? Yes, and so, like, there's all this shit that, like, she's fighting against, but that's how she got into this world as well. 
So Barcelona is, like you said, all about La Masia. And, yes, there was a point where I think over half of their starting lineup were all La Masia products, and that was incredible. But before all that happened and during all that and after all that, they've always been reliant on big signings and poaching players from you know, from other teams in their league to, you know, weaken their opponents while strengthening their, their benches. So I think you're right on that one. Um, I have one for Jeff Lowe. Oh, he's the guy, he's like the guy who ripped him off, right? He's, like he's the, 100%, he's the con artist. He's yeah, the con yeah, artist, okay. he's like the Vegas guy with the mansion, but not actually his, and it's all front and all that shit. Oh, he's the guy uh, who says him and his wife are swingers, but by swingers, yes. it just seems like he gets to sleep with a whole bunch of different women while she, like, watches. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool. That's Juventus. That's Juve. <laughs> dude, dude, they they literally, like, jeopardize the financial stability of the Fiat uh, factory employees just to purchase Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, most of their purchases, they 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 you know, poached Iguain from Napoli. They poached uh, Marilyn Pianic from uh, Roma. They they go after the best players in their league and they take them. Uh, like it, it's it's all a con. Everything about Juventus is a fucking con. I would say. I would say my Jeff Lowe, very similar to that, is Bayern Munich. <laughs> because <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah. Bayern Munich's strategy is to just buy their player, aka just buy Dortmund's best players who will leave. And then... can 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 I actually tell you who Bayern is and yeah. why? Oh, if you want to give, give more of your, your no, answer. like that, that for that exact same reason, like all all Bayern does, like when was the last great player who came from Bayern's youth system, like Schweinsteiger and Philipp Lahm, Muller, oh, Muller, Muller. Right now, I love Schweinsteiger. Yeah. But yeah. it's like Lewandowski, there's Dortmund's player. Yeah. You know, like they just they're 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 kind of a fraud club. So so here's where where I had Byron slotted in. Doc Annell. <laughs> the cult. Okay. The cult leader who who gets all these young, young like women like 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 girls coming into their own women and pays them like a hundred dollars a week or something to or never have a day off a month or whatever and they're never day off they're never let to leave the compound literally that's what byron does byron waits you know byron's waiting for timo Werner's contract to run out and they're gonna try to grab him on a free transfer that's what they do with leon Gretzko. they they wait for that's what they did i think with uh lewandowski too right i don't think they but like they don't they don't at least when juve poaches somebody from roma or from napoli they fucking pay a transfer fee. Bayern get an agreement a year or two years before the contract expires, and then they wait it out, an agreement with the player. And then they wait it out, and then they take take the fucking player on a free transfer. It's the shadiest bullshit that goes under the radar. And, like, I get it. They're doing good business, but it's also – it's fucking sleazy as hell. So, for me, my dock handle is Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea buys like 150 16 yeah. year olds and then loans them all out. They literally prey on the vulnerable. That's really good. That's really good. My <laughs> shit. My my Chelsea is that this guy was in like one episode for like five minutes. That the uh, guy that did time in Miami for uh, like dealing Scarface, drugs. He's Scarface. like a big drug guy. Yeah, Scarface. That's my Chelsea, and it's really because like that's the guy I see as being really good friends with Roman Abramovich. That's my Man City. <laughs> By Man City, I mean that guy kind of looked like Pep Guardiola <laughs> with hair. That's right. Um. Oh, who do you who do you have being the snitch, the fat snitch? Oh, oh, Dude, uh, Garrett. Scene where he's riding Oh my god. Okay, so that to me, well, first off, there. Okay, yeah. Okay, he he's a Atletico Madrid. Plays they play they play a type of game that everybody hates. It's all defensive. It's all about them not doing time, protecting themselves. Everybody fucking hates it. I mean, you didn't watch that and think, I like this guy. When they introduced him, they said his, his occupation was businessman. If that's not the like, like most skeptical thing I've ever seen, but like, you know, the, the, you think of Atletico, you think of Diego Costa, right? You think of like 
they, they will get down and dirty, but they're always going to protect their shit first. Mm. So I, 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 not, not as a diss to Atletico Madrid, just like, I think their motivations are very similar. No, I think that's fair. Uh, the French national team for the treatment of one Kareem Benzema. (laughs) (laughs) I think that they're, the French national team is based, like that guy decided that he is going to like, take, like ruin Tiger Joe's life, take down Tiger Joe, like fuck him over, all this stuff. French national team, basically doing the same thing to Kareem Benzema. And really, like, what should have been a French national team that, like, was rolling everyone in the World Cup only won the World Cup, but could have done it even better with Kareem Benzema. So, uh, I like that. Uh, who do you have for, I forgot his name, but the guy who took the three grand to go kill Carol Baskins and then just went to South Carolina? <laughs> They're interviewing him and he's in the back. <laughs> Why was he in the bathtub when the cameras were rolling? I have no idea. Oh my god. I totally forgot about that guy. But that guy is the definition. He's a Jordy. Sorry. Say, no, yeah, he's, a Jordy. he's from Newcastle. That guy is a Jordy. He is he's that a, is Newcastle he, United. He's a Jordy, but the other option I would accept is Burnley because like a game at Turf Moor in the rain is that guy. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, Wolverhampton Wanderers, because, like, Nuno Espirito Santos would definitely kill somebody. Much like Carol Haskins. Baskins. Or whatever. Uh, uh, who who would you put for cuck of the season this year in, in soccer? Across the board. I think all the fans of soccer across the board kind of get I, 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 need a team. I need a team. Who would you have put for okay. cuck of the season? I will say this. If this, – this is a conditional cuck of the season, okay? Because I, I just don't know how it's going to play out yet. But if no league champion is awarded, I have to say Liverpool goes down. Okay, but so, so where, where, I'm going, where I'm going with this is like if – let's just pretend like the season had continued to play out. Okay. And so Liverpool won – you know, man, you either finish fourth or fifth, who knows, top, maybe Tottenham's cut of the season, like, with the fucking, I don't know, or even a different league, but, like, just with the way things were going, who would you have kind of pegged for? Hmm. Whoever that is, whatever team that would have been, is Howard Baskins, <laughs> Carol Baskins' <laughs> husband. <laughs> The guy that I, I think his name's Howard. I mean, the one, the one that like in their wed- the one in their wedding pictures. He's like he's what on is a it? leash. He's a leash. Oh my god. Yes. 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 Ah, cuck of the season. It doesn't matter. I I want. That's who my answer for that guy is, even though it's indeterminate. We can call it the Howard Baskins Award. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was Tiger King. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was, that Dude, was your you Tiger should, King you should, soccer crossover. Is our for is a movie in a different language like? bothersome to you i mean one of my favorite tv shows is dark which is in german and i'm sure you don't watch the english dub so that because like I, I can't take them no, out I, and the words no, not it, matching that you will, me. well you also that bothers me but also the inflection of the you know the word inflection uh, even though i don't understand german you can still tell when they're putting emphasis on certain you know like sentences and, and you can get different emotions from yeah. the way you uh, act and delivers a line which it doesn't always cross over in dubbing so i just we just watched the platform i don't know if you've seen anything about it i have not watch the trailer and then just decide if you're interested it, it was it's an hour and a half so it's not like a commitment in my opinion really it was pretty true it was pretty it was it was a good trip yeah it was a it was a we, good uh, the movie made me think a lot of a lot of different things. We've been going on a little Tom Cruise kick. We watched Top Gun earlier this week, I think on Thursday, and then tonight we just watched the first Mission Impossible. And uh, you love that Mission Impossible. I love that movie so much. We just watched we did so today we finished Love Is Blind, watched um, the platform, and then Kelly's <laughs> never seen. Skating, skating over Love Is Blind right there. <laughs> And then uh, Kelly's never seen my favorite, like, law-related movie of all time. My, my Cousin Vinny is my favorite. 
Oh god, yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's an all time. And we watched My Cousin Vinny, and I literally still crack up as much as I did the first time. <laughs> when when she mentions when they're in the cabin and she's like, "You promised me after we won our first case we get married," <laughs> and he's just like so calmly, he's like, "I do not need this right now. I swear to God, I do not need this right now." Every man who is in a committed relationship or married. Maybe has never said those words, but something has happened on a bad day where you just think that exact thing. Like, I do not need this right now. I swear to God, I do not need this right now. That's, I think that's peak Joe Pesci. I know he's incredible in Goodfellas, and Goodfellas is an amazing movie, but I love him in My Cousin Vinny. I and love Versa him in My Cousin Vinny. That's a, that's a great movie. Oh, most Tome, oof, that's a babe. And she's still a babe. She's still a babe. Dude, Spider-Man? I know. That is not the Aunt May I picked. That is not Tobey Maguire's Aunt May. <laughs> no, you could... Yeah, there's... there's we can no roll this Tobey. town, Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Willem Dafoe. That's, that line is actually not in the movie, but it like that that exact line is not in the movie, but it, all people always think it is. It became like a meme, but it's not in the movie. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, what you what you? Been I don't doing? know. What's up? I said, what it? Well, what it? Tell me a little bit more about Eric's quarantine life with the new dog and. Yeah, so we we adopted a puppy. Uh, we kind of got the words from our work uh, that you know we'd be going work from home. So that that Friday we ran up to the you know humane society. We've been we've been uh, meeting dogs for about a week or so, just like kind of trying to see if something felt right and. Not a, no better time than now to be at home and help train and house break a puppy. So we got little Ozzy. It's now 11 weeks is old. Is it short for Ozymandias? Or is it just Ozzy? No. It's just Ozzy. That was a fair question. No, that was a fair question. Emma, Emma got technically the name, but there was definitely some collaboration. But she came with Ozzy. Love, love the name. Well, I've heard uh, you, I heard you got the last name, though. Well, it depends. If you refer to him as Osborne, then he's Osborne Cox. But if you refer to him as, uh, if you refer to him, as, oh, oh, you're talking about yes, he's technically on the papers as Ozzy Gates. So. <laughs> Wait, so Ozzy is short for Osborne? After I said is Ozzy no. short for something no, like no, Ozymandias, no, no. and you're like, no, and then you're like, well, if you call him Osborne, like, were you lying if you then call or him you're lying Osborne, now? If you call him Osborne, it's Osborne Cox. If you call him Oswald, it's Oswald McDix. Because there's a long story. Uh, so have you seen Burn After Reading? Like one time a long time ago. I fucking love that movie. And one of the characters' name is Osborne Cox. And Brad Pitt and meets him and is like, is this Osborne Cox? So occasionally I call him Osborne Cox. And I look at him and go, is this Osborne Cox? And Emma not remembering the name I used was like, well, you call him Oswald McDix or something like that. So. <laughs> His name is Ozzy and the adoption paperwork was filled out under my name. I'd like to throw an Ozymandia sausage into the work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, there's, there is Ozymandias. Uh, there is, uh, yeah. Oswald Cobblepot. All right. But then doing that, then uh, really, really diving deep into my Dungeons and Dragons, you know. I know you gotta, love the D and D. Yeah, I love love the D and the D. <laughs> Oof, two at two at one, two at once. That's uh, <laughs> you might be biting off more than you can chew there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, you know, just the days really do bleed in together, like. Thursday simultaneously feels like it's so early in the week, but also like, how is it not Saturday already? And then Saturday's here, and it's like, God, I feel like it was just Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we could, hopefully we can do some pods a little bit more often now that we 
What else are we gonna now, do? Now that we have so much content to discuss. Yeah, you know it's funny how that works when you when we have all the time we don't have the content. But like I like I we've said I think some of the episodes we're gonna be doing over the next kind of couple of months are not you know if if a soccer story does come up obviously we'll talk about it. Um, we'll try to weave it in when we can like we Gatesy did with Tiger King I thought that was well done just the idea. But yes, yeah, stay tuned for our uh, Daredevil season three <laughs> recap. You know the show that came out two three years ago. Yes, that I'm uh, now finally have the time to watch. But um, <laughs> this has been the first own goal podcast in a really long time. Now I just I have to say this. I gotta air this out. We recorded an episode like two and a half months ago that Gates just never uploaded. I still have it. So. I just want I that to be it. known. I just want I that to be known. It. I'll let and, the people do with that information and, what they choose. And occasionally, I'll hit play and leave the room and just let an empty room listen to the never, ever published or heard podcast. I've never heard it before. I've, I've also never listened to it either, but I'll just I'll plug my computer in, I'll hit play, and I'll just walk out. Maybe, uh, maybe one day we'll release the lost episodes. <laughs> It'll be even more irrelevant to soccer than this episode has been <laughs> if you listen to it i hope if you got in all of this stuff i know it's hard like i said you know mental health is something i've been concerned about for a lot of different people i know it's tough to stay positive right now with a lot of negativity out there if you listen to this and you laughed one time good enough for me honestly yeah and hey uh we've got an email address it's uh ungopod at gmail.com you know, let us know what what you're doing uh, to kind of, you know, cope with the lack of sports in in your life. And I, I know like sports at the end of the day are not that important, right? Like we can all survive without sports, but they're for so many of us, they're such a big part of our lives. Love to hear kind of how you're you're handling this, how you're taking this. Um, if you just want want to hear us talk about some random TV show or movie or story that you've seen or heard or read let us know you know we're just never been more of a time for us to be a more collective uh storytelling moment than right now and honestly so, if you if you would like to call in to the pod and you know have five minutes we'll even heck we'll even do that too so yeah yeah this has been a own goal podcast corona edition uh we're not sponsored by corona no free ads <laughs> Or maybe free ads. That's how we'll get paid ads. <laughs> Do you want a product to have a cult following amongst three to four and a half people? Uh, the half is one of the, the members of the podcast. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, this has been Own Goal Podcast. Uh, like I said, email us at owngoalpod at gmail.com. Uh, we got a Twitter Twitter handle that I think is the same thing. Yeah, I haven't done anything with that in a while. But... <laughs> There's a Facebook page. If you just look for Own Goal Podcast, there'll be one of the three things. There's also an Instagram up. page that also kind of coincided with sports being canceled. <laughs> but we're trying. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're, we're alive. We're giving we're giving at least thirty percent, which is honestly better than the zero percent we've been given. <laughs> But um, yeah, with that, thanks for listening and bye. Bye. I was sitting wishing in this barren desert wasteland all alone. Hoping that mirages were in some type of scene I've come to know. She whispered closely, told me this is all that we could ever be. would be the enemy and destroy our destiny Cause our love is a battlefield And I'm a soldier made of steel And I'll fight until the end Shall wounds always bend Oh no I'm on camp here tonight And I'll win your love, love, love If you're ready for war I'll run the sun, sun, sun Just surrender your core Give you bombs of my love, but I don't wanna explode. So follow me, follow me, and I'll show you home.
crush my spirit, oh yeah, right down to the bone. Until the day I realize my courage is all I ever know. Cause our love is a battlefield, and I'm a soldier made of steel, and I'll fight until the end. Shallow wounds always bend, oh no. Surrender your core I'll give you bombs of my love But I 